Greetings, fellow Slingers. Welcome back to the show. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master. And once again, we have another long and exciting episode for you. And no, that's not a euphemism for anything. It, it is a long show, and it's a it's kind of exciting. Yeah, we get to see the evolution of a few characters here. Uh, one thing I did want to mention, though, is in my mail call this week, I received the Lost City 5th Edition uh, conversion of an old classic. And... I can't wait to see whether or not we're going to run something like that because the way the quarantine's still going here in California, they're really not allowing people to still uh, congregate indoors. And I don't think we're going to be playing anything outside because of just all the outside noise that'll get picked up by the microphones. Seems like a lot of times whenever we're recording, uh, we do pick up airplanes that go by overhead and I have to edit that out. And that's another thing altogether is... Uh, as we're doing these record sessions via Zoom and we're using our the eye of destiny to record us, um, I really don't do a lot of editing. And I don't know, I, th I think maybe a lot of people might know that when I'm recording Carrying Crown and we're actually indoors as a group, I do do a, doo -doo, I do a lot of heavy editing on that to, to do away with the downtime or if I've got to look something up or... One of, the, one of the players has to look up what their spell does or what their character is capable of doing or even have to go doo-doo and take that little break. But um, when we're recording via Zoom, Zoom, we don't really take any breaks. And so the edit on that thing is, is not where it should be at. Uh, and I'm not going to go into editing it because then it just looks funky where you see four people or five people and then all of a sudden it, it blips and everybody's in a different position and you just know there was an edit there so we just try to make sure we just go balls to the wall and just from start to finish but you could always see us on youtube uh you could see all of our or my screw-ups uh, so check out that channel at roll the hard 20 let me know what you think subscribe to the channel if you know any friends that are excited about the show uh have them subscribe or just take away their phone or their computer and just tap it in there and subscribe for them. Trust me, they will love you for it on the back end. Now, without further delay, warm up your dice and top off your glasses. Roll the Hard 20 Podcast presents our Session 7 of Hidden Shrine of Tomoa Khan. Who's your Papa Locus? Greetings, fellow Slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master, Brian, and with me, the Hard Slingers. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Come on, Adric. Sound off. I already did, dude. I think I was one of the first. Yeah, whatever. I blow everyone's eardrums out. Session four <laughs> of our Hidden Shrine of Tomoakon run-through. So, as a quick little recap here. Granted passage by the large crustacean, Adric, Cricket, and Kjartan headed towards the mud room's eastern door, not noticing until you discovered a secret passage obstructed by a large stone block that Brom had not followed you through. Perhaps you remained somewhere in the mud room, uh, but you guys continued on because this was just so interesting 
that you figure that eventually Brom would catch up with you. The three of you then manage to push this large stone block inwards enough to gain access to the room beyond. This small foyer contained six urns, each one containing a liquid of sorts. And against the far wall, a set of bronze double doors. Adric, it was you who were able to decipher the Ullman glyphs on them, which read, here lies Tolokes Popolokas, master of the others, who is like the wind and the night. You then proceeded to force the doors open and you heard glass break on the other side of this as a green swirling vapor rose about you, all three of you, and it was Cricket who succumbed to the mist and fell to the floor and remained unresponsive. But being the level-headed individual that Kjartan was, he actually peered inside what lay beyond those double doors. You saw this large chamber that was cut out of, of stone and rock with these stalactites covering the walls. Engraved on the floor right in front of the entrance was a large seal with glyphs. You saw buttressed corners and triangular stone pillars that were holding up this ceiling that was up out of your vision. And occupying the center of this chamber was a colossal stone slab covered on all sides with these intricate carvings and glyphs. And against the far wall, buried into the stone itself, looked to be a, a battle axe of some sort. I'm going to send you what this room looks like. Did I send you what the room looked like last time, by the way? I don't think so. I can't remember it. All right, well, I'm going to send it anyways, because I love you guys. That isn't it. No, that isn't it. Hang on. So, Junior, why does your, your nameplate still say Cricket? Oh. What a dick. Still alive. I'm just unconscious. <laughs> well... You know, you, you know uh, what I really want to play. I want to play the. <laughs> I want to play the campaign five thousand years later when Cricket wakes up. <laughs> what the hell happened? Okay. Why is my, so why I is just sent you in. what this room looks like. It's about sixty feet deep, and oh, from shit. side to side, it appears to be about fifty feet wide. What would you guys like to do? You got this unconscious dwarf at your feet. Sorry, I forgot what you were, Cricket. <laughs> You've got this unconscious corpse at your feet. Uh, and this room is beckoning you. The uh, the thing at the center, is that sort of a, a table table or an altar or casket? What, what does it look like? From, from the distance of where you are at the double doors, it's very difficult to tell exactly what it is, but you can tell that there, you can see all the uh, the designs and glyphs that are all around the face that's, that's facing you. It definitely looks to be uh, a parallelogram of some type, definitely like a rectangular object. Okay. Um, I am going to go up to it and try to investigate, see if there's anything on it that explains what happened to Cricket. Okay, as you uh, 
As you get closer to this large object, you notice it's a great stone slab. It's about 20 feet long by 10 feet wide. And it rests upon a four foot thick monolith of rock that is, in, that is similar in, di in dimensions. And this in turn is supported by six huge blocks of dolomite. It seems that every component is covered with these intricate carvings and glyphs. As you're looking down at the top of it, you see uh, that this, the top slab depicts a struggle between a dark-skinned man, that's probably dolomite, by the way, and a mighty knotted serpent. And so is it just glyphs or is it, um, is there any text or anything accompanying it? There is some, I mean, you're still using your ability to read all this stuff, correct? Mm -hmm. You could see that on the top, it says, Tolokes Popolokas, servant of shadow loving Zatzelaha. Okay. You also see that there is a date Beneath the name, it says 54, 3, 9. And at the, at the base, where you were first looking at, the, at this stone thing, are 11 glyphs representing the numbers 0 through 9. Okay. I don't know if anyone else wants to do anything. I think I'm the only one with you right now. Um, first off, I want to try to check on Cricket. I want to try to do like a, a sternum rub on him, see if he don't wake up. Okay. Tell me what you want to do to him. Uh, I'm just going to um, kneel down next to him, just like do the sternum rub, see if he'll wake do up. Do the sternum rub, <laughs> huh? <laughs> rub him off, yeah. Slight smile on Cricket's face. So you start <laughs> fisting Cricket. Go ahead and make a medicine check. Okay. Uh, 12. 12. He remains unresponsive to your your care that you're trying to administer to him. Okay. All right. After that, I stand up and like, huh? Oh, well. Take the corpse then, once and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, loot the body. <laughs> uh, the, the axe at the far end of the room kind of catches my attention. So I'm going to walk over to that and see if I can maybe possibly like pry it from the wall or if there's any special markings on it that I can detect. Okay. As you draw closer to it, you notice that this axe appears to be buried in the wall. It's about six feet off the ground and the light that's emanating towards it appears to cast a shadow that resembles a withered arm on the wall. As you start getting closer to it, you feel this cold chill run up and down your spine. You see that this, this has a big bronze head and the shaft itself appears to be wrapped in some kind of a leather uh, band all the way down. You see intricate carvings all along it as well. Okay. Um, 
I may want to, to keep walking up to it and see if I can try to pry it from the wall. Try to pry it from the wall. Go ahead and make a strength check. Cricket wasn't taking a nap, he could help here. What's that? <laughs> if Cricket wasn't taking a nap, he could help here. I didn't hear what you said, Kjartan. I got a 15. 15? It remains wedged deep into the wall. Brom. Yes. Having watched your three comrades communicate with this large crustaceous creature, you just sunk back down into the mud, barely able to be seen, kind of covered up your your scalp with the mud and just hid in a corner as though you were more of this, this putrid, wet dirt. You watched your three comrades exchange communications with this thing. It then turned away and walked back towards the center of the room and squatted back down. And the three, Adric, Kjartan, and Cricket, went up into the room. And from what you can tell, it sounded like they went towards the eastern portion of the room. And then you, the whole room became silent at that point. Okay, now that uh, it seems eerily silent, I'm going to try and maybe seal my way up the stairs through the mud toward the eastern door. Okay, as so you make your way up to the sneakily. top. Sneakily. You want to sneak? Okay, go ahead and make a stealth check. That is 11. 11? The crayfish notices you moving across the mud slowly and begins to make a large circle around that large shelled creature, moves towards the southern door, the door which you all originally came through, and just positions himself and watches as you make your way towards the eastern door. But it doesn't go anywhere closer to you, it's just watching you to see what you do. Okay, so I'll just continue to the eastern door. Okay. You could tell it's already still slightly ajar from when the other three had went through. As you open the door, you could see that the hallway goes down about 45 feet. But about halfway down that corridor, by the way, the corridor is 10 feet wide, at about 20, 25 feet down the, down the corridor, you notice that there appears to be a dark shadow against the southern wall as though part of the wall has been, a section of it has been removed. I'll investigate that shadow. See what's going on, what's going on here. As you make your way, you get to that that portion and you notice that it looks as though a piece of the wall has been pushed in, probably about seven feet, showing that there's about three feet of wall and then another couple feet of open space. And then it it looks like there's a room that opens up on either side of the stone as though it was just pushed in just enough to allow somebody access into the room on the other side of it. You can hear scuffling around. You hear murmuring. You hear like a 
like a slapping kind of emotion. I'll make my way into the room and I'm assuming I see uh, my three companions. You do, you just- But only two of them standing up. Start and pound on Cricket's chest who appears to be laying on the ground. He then turns around and walks into the room, this big room that's beyond this set of open bronze doors. And you see about in the middle of this room next to a large stone slab, Adric looking over this, this monolith that's on its side possibly looking at the glyphs and the other intricacies that are carved into it. Okay. Uh, I see Kyrton. By the way, I'm, I'm sorry. I may have mentioned this last session. In that foyer, there are six urns, three against the eastern wall and three against the western wall. And it looks at recently all the lid the wax lids have been removed. Okay. Uh, for now, I see Kyrton and Adric are busy investigating other stuff. Um, uh, how far is the unconscious cricket from me? Having just stepped into the middle of the room of this little foyer, you can see that he is right at the opening of the double doors. It's like something just dropped him right down onto the ground right there. There was no stagger back. There was no falling forward. They're just boom. Okay. And then how close are the urns to me? Are they closer? Uh, well, you're in the middle of the room. He's probably about seven feet from you in, in the urns are probably about almost 10 feet. Okay. On either side. Um, I will just call out to Kyrton and Adric and say, uh, is Cricket okay? Not at all. We're trying to see, well, I, I can't speak for Kyrton, but I'm trying to find, if there's any way we can wake him up. Yeah, I tried checking on him. He just, just would not wake up at all. Um... Uh, Cool. Uh, so, uh, I just want to take a look at Cricket to make sure I understand. Does he look like he's dead? Does he look like he's paralyzed, frozen, something like that? Do we know the condition? Are you talking to me or them? Anybody? Including as, DM? As the DM, I know what's wrong with him. Yeah, so I mean, I could roll he's, for it. He's completely unresponsive, but he hasn't changed color. He still has the same pallor that he's always had. Oh, so he hasn't gone pale at all? No. I want to do a survival check on Cricket to see if I can tell what is um, afflicting him, if it's some kind of, like, mainly. Um, some kind of like elemental affliction. Okay. Not magical, I can't tell that, but something more um, organic. And that's a 15. 15? Whatever disabled him appears to be 
chemical in nature. It doesn't look as though it had anything to do with magic at all. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe uh, Adric and Keratin, maybe you guys are on the right track trying to find some kind of uh, antidote for whatever's affecting him. Did you guys notice these open urns over here? We did. We, we messed with them a little bit, but uh, some of them aren't safe. Uh, I forget which ones exactly, but uh, I think about half of them are a dangerous acid. Awesome. <laughs> So I'm just going to leave those alone, I guess, for now. Um, is there uh, anything else in this room you guys think needs investigating? Uh, there's some... Sorry, uh, are they pillars or what are the, the things around the stone? They look like triangular pillars that stem off the floor and lead up okay. to the ceiling as though they're supporting the ceiling. Uh, I haven't quite investigated these pillars yet. Uh, that's something I could take a look at. Yeah. Uh, are they? It looks like they're made out of stone. They right. are. Uh, so I will go uh, investigate those pillars based on my just dwarven curiosity. I see nice stonework. I want to check it out. Yeah, they they appear to be marbleesque in nature but they are very smooth. They're not cracked. You can see the uh, the spidery veins of the different colors of the marble that go through them, but they're just completely smooth. Fuego. <laughs> you awaken. You're under a, a bunch of rubble hard to catch your breath the dust is still settling about your red face all you remember was running from a terror a terror of unimaginable height and, and width you watched your entire group just separate in fear you saw two of your allies get eviscerated <clears throat> by a smaller adversary we saw some of them run towards a, a western passage, and you chose to go a different road altogether, a different path altogether. And you lay right now completely under these these boulders that had fallen down from the ceiling. And you're on your back at this point. But what brought you to consciousness was you heard voices. You heard the scraping of stone against stone. And you heard the shattering of, a, of a, something possibly glass. All right. Um, Fuego is going to call out um, weekly. Help me! Can we hear that? Roll with the disadvantage, Fuego. We'll make a con check. Mm -hmm. Oh, wrong sheet. Come on, Fuego. Oh, 
Hold on. That is going to be, with disadvantage, it's going to be a 14. 14. You feel as though you're you're yelling with all your might. But if anybody was to tell you, it was coming out as a hoarse whisper. Okay. Um, am I completely pinned, or do I have some kind of movement? Something like, is pinning my, your left arm and part of your chest. Some kind of a boulder that you might have to to push off in some okay. way. Go ahead and make a strength check. Okay. You want me to make it with the disadvantage or just regular? No, just go ahead and make it regular. I figure you probably did bench at some point in high school. Those were both shitty. Um, that is going to be a six. Six. Exhausted, dehydrated, malnourished. You just, you lack the strength to get this boulder off your chest. Kjartan, at the back of this chamber, you've tried unsuccessfully to pull this ax out of the wall. Did it move at all or is this? Nope, didn't even budge. Didn't even budge. It's almost as though it was melded to the wall itself. I'm going to try it one more time. I'm okay. a very strong creature, so I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. That's not going to... Yeah, 11. No. Yeah. Once again, unsuccessful. Adric. Uh, yeah, can I start to investigate the the pillars to see if they say anything or... Sure. Happen? Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining that, that Braum had gone to the eastern pillars. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'll go to the, the western pillars and I'll start up and okay. that way effectively. Go to each pillar. One, two, three. Same thing. They're all smooth. You could see the the designs of the, the marble through, but they are there's no cracks. The edges are perfectly shaped. Okay. Which seems kind of strange because of all the other stalactites that are in this room as well. But whoever built these, it was some serious craftsmanship that went into it. Got it. Yeah, I'm going to be using stone cutting since this seems like unusual stone work compared to everything else we've seen. And I'm going to be checking it. Um, I said just because it's so unusual and seems so smooth. Um, checking to see um, what I want to check. Um, just the way I want to check the way it was constructed um, to see if it's uh, load bearing in a way that it would lead to a trap. Okay. Or if um, there's any kind of, on the pillar I'm on, um, even though it's smooth, just to see if there's any little, like, little uh, crack in the surface or something that would lead to some sliding stone work or something. Oh, that wasn't great. That is 14. 14? You can tell 
that the base is wide enough and there are enough of these pillars in this room, there's, uh, in fact, there's 10 of them, that it could support the ceiling if the geometric angle maintained going all the way up to the ceiling. But you can't tell how old they are and you don't see any imperfections in them at all. Fuego. Uh, I'm going to try again to free myself. El Fuego, my bad. El Fuego. That is going to do it. That is a 21. Thank you for telling the DM that that passes successfully. Oh, I'm sure it will. (laughs) You managed to (laughs) rally and just enough to slide your right side completely out and pull your left side with it. You feel injured, manage to get to your knees. You see your sword laying beside you. You don't even remember if it was your sword. It was just a sword that in the fray of things happened to, to wind up in your hand. Someone's sword ended up in my hand? Well, somehow, who knows? All right. Um, so I'm completely free from the rubble, right? You are at this point. Your your shirt is just tatters. You can see that your your blood, where you had been scraped up, has congealed, but you're still feeling pretty wiped at this point. Okay. Um, I would like to follow where I thought the sound was coming from. Okay. You go back down the way you had originally came, about 30 feet. You turn west down the corridor that you know led back to this mud room. And as you're going about halfway down this corridor, you notice that to the south, that a portion of the wall that used to be there is no longer there. It's as though it's been pushed in about three feet or so past the wall. Okay, I'm going to... uh stealthily make my way into the room with a with the 17 17 does anybody want to contest that stealth roll I am not paying attention so no okay Jartan no Brom you're probably investigating the pillars as well still yeah, I'm, I'm too enamored by the stonework. Fuego, as you make your way into this foyer, you see amongst these six urns that have been opened, you see a body laying in front of a set of double doors that have been opened, revealing a large room ahead of them. You also see three individuals that are kind of milling about investigating this room as well. Okay, I would just like to stealthily make my way uh, to the double doors, not to be seen, but I just kind of want to see who's in the room and kind of check the the body on the floor, see if it's just dead, just to make sure that it's not going to jump up and attack me. Okay. You want me Tell to me which one you're going to do first? Uh, I'll stealth up to the door. Okay. 
you see a, a dragonborn, a dwarf, and an asimir. Half elf. I'm sorry, what? Half elf. Oh. Well, that was a different campaign, sorry. A half elf. <laughs> sorry, yeah. that was the. Uh... It was a paladin, Elden. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Elden. We miss you, Elden. <laughs> half elf. And El Fuego will uh, stay there for the moment and see what the situation in the room is to see if they're hostile or. As far friendly. as the the individual laying on the floor at your feet, he hasn't moved, but he doesn't look blue or anything okay. or, or decomp hasn't set in yet. I'll give him a quick kick just to see if he has a reaction. Doesn't even move, just takes it, just takes that shit. Adric, <laughs> from your side of the pillars, you notice nothing abnormal with, with those pillars as you and Brom have made your way south along the room. You guys eventually each meet right where Kjartan is next to an axe buried into the stone of the southern wall. As you see him, what do you want to do? Okay, so I had hoped the pillars would help with the numbers at the bottom of the stone tablet or, or whatever it's actually called. Um, but since I didn't see anything that would help with those numbers, I want to use the um, What the did numbers. you do with the numbers at the, what numbers? You said that there's like numbers like zero through nine or something? Yeah, at the base, but you didn't, you just said you looked at them. You didn't say you did anything with yeah, them. Yeah, I, I didn't do anything initially. I was gonna look at the pillars and see if they gave me anything I could do to interact with it. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah. But the only numbers I see, the other numbers, you said that there's like, it sounded like the date in which he died. What were what were those numbers again? Fifty-four, three, and nine. So, uh, can I um, like trace the glyphs in that order? So, five, four, and you said eight. You said eight. Five, four, three, nine. Oh, okay. So five, four, three, and then nine. So trace those in that order. On the on the lid of the date he died, or on the base? On no, the the base with the numbers one through nine. So I want to zero uh, through nine. Huh? Oh, zero through nine. Yeah. And then so trace five, then trace the four, then trace the three, then trace the nine. Okay. As you start tracing these numbers, five, four, three. Your finger goes across nine, and the lid of this monolith slides to the side. And at the same time as it slides to the side, you notice a person back at the double doors kind of jump back a little. It's the movement that caught your eye. Yeah, I probably jumped back from the movement too. Uh, and then I, then I notice, uh, what, do, what do they look like? Could it, is it just like a shadow from what I can tell right now? He looks like a, a red-skinned individual with, with horns and a tail. He's standing right next to the unconscious cricket. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll just shut up. Wait, who's there? 
It is I, El Fuego. Am I supposed <laughs> to know that name? Perhaps if you want to find a way out. Amigo. <laughs> I've lost myself from my party members. Okay. Yeah, not very promising is finding a way out yet, but uh, I I will cling to hope. What happened to your friend? The he's, short uh, one here. He's fallen asleep and we're trying to figure out how to wake him up. I give him another kick. He's, uh, that he's... doesn't do any good. We've tried it once or twice before. He takes four points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's... No, it's kidding. Now he's <laughs> totally dead. Um... El, El Fuego will walk into the room cautiously with no weapon in his hand. He'll sheath his sword and kind of keep back at a distance, but be able to see where everyone's at. Brom, you and Kjartan watched Adric do some mojo with these uh, glyphs, and you watched the lid of this monolith slide to the side dust kind of poofs out. Uh, that definitely gets my attention. Um, as I look over there, um, within my line of sight, do I see the stranger as well? You do. You see Adric talking with him. Who the hell is that? El Fuego, he says. Ah. <laughs> Are we supposed to know him? No. Beats me. Says he can get us out of here. But judging by the look of him, I can't say that could be true. <laughs> Kjartan. Um, so I noticed El Fuego too. I'm kind of just like perplexed. I'm like, did he follow us here? Like, who is this guy? He kind of seems beat up too. So, but I'm also trying to take a look at the. Uh, item in the center of the room. See if like I see any movement that's coming within. See if you can see any what? If I can see any movement that's coming like from inside of it. No, you don't see anything coming out of it. Okay. Quick question: Does does Help Wago look like the tiefling that we saw on our way in? He looks like a so, tiefling. Yes. Okay, and I'm, I'm wondering if he looks the same as the guy that we thought was dead. Oh no, he's not eviscerated like the other one was. Okay, yeah. got it. It was a tiefling. Beat up, yeah. Okay. It was a tiefling as well. All right. Um, at that point, I'll come a little closer to where everyone's at, and kind of keep an eye on the box and in the center of the room, and I'll uh, introduce myself, walk closer to the dwarf and the dragonborn. I, uh, I've seemed to lose way with my party members. Uh, we were down here earlier and we were attacked. I, I fled for my life and apparently caused an avalanche, as you can tell. And I kind of like dust off some of the dust off my shoulders and clothing and whatnot. I've got to send he, this 
picture of what the axe looked like, by the way. <laughs> what exactly attacked you? Uh, it appeared to be some giant thing in the mud. I, I didn't hang out long enough. I, I ran for my life. We, we separated and hit other doors. Hmm. Uh, we were talking the same thing. A uh, word of advice is his master seems quite sociable. It might be next time maybe try diplomacy. There was more than one? <laughs> Very much so. Surprised you guys made it. Say there, what did you uncover? I'm not quite sure yet. I, I, we've just opened the lid here. I haven't taken a peek in yet. You can do the honors if you feel so inclined. Oh, I, uh, I'll allow you. I just <laughs> came out of a great concussion. <laughs> All right, I will. Can I look in to see you take a peek, see what's in there? Sure. As you look over the edge, you notice that there's a, uh, a crumbling skeleton decked out in decayed finery appears to be a man of taller than average stature, obviously of great importance by by his resting place. You see gems and other small adornments of obvious value that lie on and around the body. And covering the skull is a mask of jade with cowrie shell eyes and obsidian pupils. And around the corpse's neck is a jade is a jade pendant carved with the face of a like a human-like bat I want all of this stuff but I'm very worried about worried about touching anything after what happened to cricket <laughs> well since uh Brom doesn't know anything about it. Um, seeing that Adric seems a bit hesitant, kind of muscles his way in and wants to uh, take a closer look at all the uh, jewels. So is it um, like a death mask or is are all these jewels like, is it a bejeweled skull? Uh. Well, all the jewels are kind of lying about it. There's all kinds of knickknacks and stuff, most likely to carry it on to the afterlife. The mask itself. Oh. Yeah, so it was, it, he was buried with all this. It wasn't like right. a decorated skeleton that's now. No, no, there's just a mask okay. that's covering the body with the pendant, almost as though it was sending it to the afterlife. Uh, what did the, the pendant look like again? It was a jade pendant that had uh, the face of like a bat-like creature on it. Um, I am going to do... I'm trying to see what else was in that thing. The little knickknacks. So I could get you those in a little bit. Sorry, what has the bat again? It's a pendant? Yeah, it's just a jade pendant that has like a, a bat-like creature. The face of a bat-like creature on it. I want to pick that up to uh, take a closer look at it. Okay. It's probably about five inches wide. It shows a uh, 
like a, a bat that would look good in a bowl of soup. Um, <laughs> come on, guys. It's very, very all started. Wait, <laughs> it's been five months. <laughs> Only five months. Um, but no, it looks like a like a bat creature with the wings, but it has like the face of a human on it. It weighs probably about about nine ounces or so. But it's it's really sculpted to a nice sheen. Um, so again, while I'm holding this, um, <clears throat> I will do um, use my stone cutting on this piece of jewelry, especially like the jade for how it's carved. Um, since it's unusual stonework, because it looks like it's pretty ornate. Um, I just want to check and see um, if I can tell the history of it, like uh, if I could tell how old it is or okay. what kind of methods were used for carving it. Oh fuck, that's not good either. That's only 15. 15? It's very well crafted. You can't tell how it was crafted, but it seems to be very old. And from what you guys have learned when you guys were on your way over here aboard the, the vessel and all the stuff you studied about the omens and and their their rise and fall, this probably predates them. Hmm. All right, well, I will... Uh relay that information to Adric next to me and I'll just put it in my pouch for now. Okay. What, what other kind of jewelry did he have besides the mask? He had a few rings. He had some bracers, uh, other kinds of knickknacks around his body and just the mask. What do you guys think? Uh, I don't want to touch the mask. That one's the scariest to me. Uh, can... The bracers would probably be good. Okay, can I inspect the bracers then? I'll, like, touch them and try to take them off or something. Okay. Them. You notice as you as you pull one of the bracers off, the hand just detaches from where it was at, at the lower portion of the wrist, and comes off. <laughs> okay. I'll do that for both bracers. Okay. Them both. Um, let's see. Oh wait, do I? Sorry, let me check one ability I have that I probably should have used earlier. Check that ability. <laughs> oh, I do not. Okay, no, so I'm I sure you want to know all the rest of the mind. stuff that's in this guy's thing. Not pick that one up. Would have been useful. Um, Okay, yeah, I'm just gonna hold into the bracers at this point. Fuego, uh, do you want to take a look? Uh, yes. Uh, I want to take a look at the contents inside as well, and I want to use religion to see what I could kind of come up with on the items that were placed inside of the box and what kind of um, 
what's the word that I'm looking for? I don't want to say service, but important significance of this particular like the practicality or you yeah of like you know like how they mummified certain oh, okay you know like, like talismans or something like exactly that. that's kind of what i'm going with okay so as you uh as you look upon this this beat up thing you notice that there's a linen that's covering the body as well and you can see something underneath it the linen covering the chest cavity also like i mentioned before you see a few rings on the fingers you see that there's a few uh jar uh clay jars at its feet um let's see what else is there uh and you see what appears to be some kind of a bottle laying next to him as well like on the side of him i'll uh make note of everything that's in there and also saying out loud hey, i uh, believe there's a few <laughs> more uh items down here that might pique your interest i wait uh, i wait and uh <laughs> i'll take a look at kind of like saying it and then looking at the dragonborn that really hasn't said much kind of figuring out what who is what in the group and whatnot and i actually want to look at the uh the jars how many jars are in, inside the there's the two clay jars down by its feet and one uh like a glass tube laying beside him okay i want to grab the two clay jars respectfully and examine them can i roll you like bow beforehand uh just, just like respectfully respectfully yeah because i mean i i feel like he had some kind of significant meaning of of some type to be preserved in a room sense. like this uh do you want me to roll what do you want me to roll for an investigation or medicine or uh roll investigation investigation mm-hmm That is 18. 18. You see that one of the jars is cracked at the base and whatever contents had been in had spilt out. The other one, which remained whole, has some kind of a powder inside. It looks like at one point it might have been in a solution, but no longer. Kjartan, you're still back there by that axe, right? Yeah. What do you want to do? Um, I see El Fuego kind of pick up these clay pots. Um, so I'm going to walk over there and then I'm going to see the glass tube. Can I do like an investigation check to see if that glass tube is the same one that broke when we opened the doors in the first place? Sure. Yeah, do an investigation. Seventeen. 17 you can tell that the amount of broken glass that was back by the door appears to be more shards than what would be required to make this little tube so it doesn't look as though it was the same kind of container okay can i then pick it up and kind of just look at it and see if i notice yeah it's probably about it looks like a beaker 
small little test tube. Um, the contents are, are almost clear. So there's like a liquid inside of it? Yes. This The liquid in this one has remained um, soluble. Okay. Adric? Keratin, does, does that look like it can do anything for uh, our friend here, Cricket? I don't know. Is there like a cap on it or like a cork in it? There's there's a wax seal on it, similar to the urns that were out in the front. Okay. Um, then I'll try to, to break that open and then I'm just gonna pour like a little bit out, like onto the stone in front of me and see if <laughs> you actually have it to like <laughs> a little cricket. Pour a little bit <laughs> cricket, huh? Okay, so you pour a little bit onto the stone and it just puddles and, and starts to soak into the stone floor. Well, doesn't seem like it's acid. Yeah. Is Cricket the one that had the arrows? Who got the bow? Uh, Cricket grabbed it okay. and the arrows. Okay, I'm going to walk over to Cricket and steal one of his arrows. And <laughs> try to see if I can put it down this beaker to see if it'll have that same reaction with the acids did in the arrows. Okay. You stick it down there and pull it back out, and it just remains liquid. It's not as uh, viscous as the other ones, but it doesn't burn the arrow either. Hmm. doesn't dissolve it. Style. That's right. I like your style, Dragonborn. <laughs> Making poison-tipped arrows. Everybody make a perception check. Charton, make it with advantage. Brick it with disadvantage? <laughs> I got an eight. Last well, 20. All right. Adric? Eight. Eight? Actually, maybe less. Let me double check. Was that with advantage, Kjartan? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, I did get an eight. Yep, not great. El Fuego. Eleven. Eleven. You guys are all going through looking at this stuff. But Brom, even though you didn't have a, a spent a whole lot of time looking at it, you do notice that the axe appears to have moved in position, the position it once held. It looks like it's it's different. Because I haven't seen it that much. Is it like different? I can tell it's noticeably moved or is it, is it still on the wall or is it now? No, it's still in the wall, but it looks like it's more horizontal. Like it's more perpendicular to the wall and the shaft of it is more horizontal to the ground. Whereas before it was about 45 degrees. Now it's closer to 90. It's gone full mast. Not quite. Oh uh, yeah. Almost half mast. <laughs> uh, well, everyone else is looking at the the uh, the arrow. Uh, who's who's closest to me at this point? Probably Adric. Yeah, probably. Probably. I kind of nudge him and point at the axe. Did did the axe just move? Uh, I'm not sure. Jordan. Yeah. Who's, who's Kjartan? <laughs> 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 I 
could have sworn it was sitting at a different angle, but I haven't been paying. Must be imagining things. It's shrinkage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Car- Carson will look at the the arrow, uh, the axe, and kind of see like it's in a different position. It's like, yeah, it looks looks like it's moved a little bit. Yeah, it definitely looks as though it's a, it's extended outwards. Like it looks like it's is it coming away from the wall? Like there's less of the blade in it as it's. It does. It does look as though it's it's swept out partially. Oh, that's not good. No, no, it's not. <clears throat> well, uh, well, that's interesting. Um, so, Kiriton, did you figure out anything with this uh, this liquid here, or we don't we still don't know what it is? I don't know anything right now. Can I maybe do like a medicine check to see if I recognize it at all? If it... Sure. Okay. That will be 17. 17? It looks like it does have medicinal aspects, but without actually trying it or using it, you can't tell because whatever color may have been in there has long since faded. Where are you at, Adric? Um, I'm between Kjartan and Brom, so I'm probably like a little bit closer to kind of like inside the doorway because I, I assume Kjartan is next to um, uh, Cricket's body. Motionless body. Fuego, where are you at? I'm still by the sarcophagus on the north end. If the picture you sent us is, uh, yeah, put it. Think of where the that the double doors are on the north end. Oh, the double doors are on the north end, so yep. I'm on the east portion of the room. Okay. You notice that the axe in the wall moves more and then flies out of the wall over this open sarcophagus as this bony hand reaches up and grabs it. You oh, see this shit. entity sit up. You, all you can see is the mask looking around. Oh, to have awoken me from my slumber. Thieves in the night. Oh, Zatzalaha, you are so kind to nourish me with sustenance when I wake. Who is first to satiate my hunger? And you see him rise to his full height out of this sarcophagus. You see him shrug off the linen, the death linen, and you see this armor beneath covering up bones. And his mask looks at each one of you in turn. And let's roll some initiative. Right. Yeah, I should have said I was outside the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back underneath the rubble. <laughs> the hard 20. Oh. <clears throat> all right, all right. Adric. Adric got a 13. Rom. Ooh. 21. 21. Kjartan. 10. 10. Fuego. 11. Set this up here real quick. Oh, Adric, you uh, you almost in there. 
Before I go, I'm gonna have to leave a... This being leaps down off of his stone monolith, looks at you, Fuego, and rushes you with his axe and brings it down on you. For 25 to hit. Oh, that barely hit me. Those points of damage. <laughs> For 10 points of damage, and then tries to claw at you. Uh, 17? 17 will hit. For another 6 points of damage. Brom. Roll a new character. From the right. double doors, you see all hell has broken loose in this this shrine dedicated to Tolokis Popolokas. Well, I will uh, take out my maul and march my way over to the skeleton and bring it back and try to swing for his knees as I muster the greatest yell I can while doing a menacing attack. That is 21 to hit. Okay. Eight. Uh, so that is 16 points of damage. And then, uh, since I use menacing attack, he has to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. 19? That passes. So Eight I'm two. going, well, uh, I got my second attack. Oh, you got a second attack. That's so right. I'll bring my mall back again. And that is a 18 to hit. Okay. And that is for 11 more points of bludgeoning damage. Anything else? Nope. Adric. All right. Um, Adric is going to run up and attack him with a sight. That's the best he can do right now. Uh, not good enough, though. That is 13 to hit. That will not hit. Up oh, my dice. Again. Okay. So that was 19 on the die. I assume that will hit. Okay. Um, and that is, sorry, getting the number up here. Uh, eight points of slashing damage. Probably not as good as the bludgeoning. Uh, but I will use my bonus action to attempt to hit him with the butt of the scythe, which will All be right. bludgeoning. That's going to miss. Fuego. I knew we should have been more respectful. Um, has you got a handful of his stolen shit. <laughs> I didn't steal anything. I was just borrowing it. I was examining it. Oh, I'm sure it he back. wants it back. <laughs> All right. I hope for the braces. Yeah, at this point, I'm not giving it to him. Um, <laughs> how far away is he from me? He's right next to you. All right. At that point, I am going to take out the sword and attack to attack him with it. Okay. Oh yeah, that's gonna be good. That is twenty-four to hit. 
that'll hit. For for nine points of damage. Nine. Charton. Um, I'm going to use a third level spell and cast magic missile against a skeleton. Okay. Fourteen. Anything else? Uh, how far away am I from the skeleton right now? You're probably about thirty feet away from him. Okay. I'm just gonna move uh, twenty feet in the opposite directions. <laughs> okay, so you go clearly into the foyer, then, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, he has three targets because Adric and Brom have joined. So, going right down the line here. Adric. It comes up to you. Pulls his mask off. And you see this gaunt-looking face with these large fangs. And he attempts to bite you. Okay. And misses as you duck your head. He then swings the axe at you with his other hand. And I believe that's going to hit for uh, 18. Yep, it'll hit. For 11 points of damage. Ouch. He then leaps up onto one of the pillars and begins to climb vertically. So you get an attack of opportunity. All of us, or just Adric? Uh, Adric does. Or what do I do? An attack of opportunity. I get an attack of opportunity? Yeah. Okay. I will take it. Uh, 17 to hit. That just hits. Nice. Uh, it's not great on damage, though. Five points of damage. Five. Wrong. You watch this thing leap towards Adric, try to bite him, attack him with his axe, and then flee up one of the pillars. Somewhere up in the dark, he now is hidden in the shadows above you. Um, I'm going to make my way into the uh, foyer with uh, Kiraton. Okay. Until he comes back down. But I'm definitely getting out of there since I can't see him or hit him. Okay. Adric. Hmm. Okay. Um, so I have I have a ranged ability that I don't use too often, but I will use Eldritch Blast. So I'm going to fire off two bolts uh, from Eldritch Blast at him. Okay. Uh, one is 18 to hit. Is that what your negative two? Concealment. Um, wait, you two? Yeah, because he's partially concealed, so I'll, oh, I'll have plus two. Sorry, uh, that is 16 then. So okay. Doesn't appear to hit him. Okay. Um, 
You got another bolt that goes at him, and that will go wide. So that's gonna miss. Um, then I am also going to um, try to make my way at least out the door to like coax him out of the the room. Okay. Fuego. Okay, so it's out of my reach now, right? Yeah, it's up somewhere up in the up in one of the pillars. Okay, and I just saw Kjartan book it out of the room. Where's Brom into? We, I think we both all. Of Brom's in the foyer. Yeah, in I. The foyer? Yeah, I booked it out of there too. I'm standing by the doorway just to see when he um, comes back down. All right, is he? What's my movement? He's. Can I get up to him? Uh, not Brom, the creature. Uh, Thirty feet. He's vertical. He's vertical. I'll head towards where everyone's at. Okay. And uh, I'll wait till he comes back down to try to strike him. Okay. So you guys are all in the entrance of the double doors, right? Just about. Yeah, weapons ready. Okay. Shield walls. Kjartan. Yeah, I'm just gonna ready my action until I can see this skeleton again. Okay. You see this form leap down 15 feet in front of you guys. And I need for everybody to make a deck save as you see this gout of flame come out at you. Oh. All right. Well, the nat one. Oh, fuck. Adrian. Not so great with fire? Well, I'm good on fire, though. <laughs> Adrian. Um, I got a 14. I don't know if that's going to be enough. Okay. Brom. 18. Kjartan. 18 as well. 8K. So Kjartan and Brom, you'll take half of this. Oh, fuck. Fuck. It's actually not that bad. It's only nine points of damage, so you'll take four of that. As this fire comes across, he then closes the distance to... Now, I'm assuming Kjartan is behind the three of you guys. Yeah, he's like way far. I thought I thought he was already out of the room, and then he moved even further out. So he comes towards you, Brom, and he s- tries to sink his teeth into you. Uh, Thirteen. Uh, that fails, so I will repost that. Okay. That is twenty-one to hit. Twenty-one will hit. For eleven points of bludgeoning damage. All right. And Brom, it's your turn. So I just hit him with a repost. I will just uh, attack him normally with my maul. Uh, 17 to hit. Okay. For 11 points of bludgeoning damage. And I'll bring it back over my head and try to bring it down, but barely miss with a 16. I'm sorry, Brom, no. Adric. All right. Keep on swinging. Now he's in range, so I'll move up slightly to make sure I'm next to him. Uh, the 13 hits, so that'll miss. And that is. Uh, that's gonna fuck 
making this again. All right, all right, last attack. Bonus action, hit him with the butt to the side. Oh boy. Uh, 16, so that misses too. I am sorry, Adric. El Fuego, you're on the oh. line with these guys. Seeing everyone doing their best, I'm going to attack again with the sword. And that is going to be nine to hit, which is probably going to miss. That will miss. Kjartan. I only have one. Um, I'm going to try to cast Chill Touch against this guy. That's a touch, though, right? You got to come up and touch him, right? I don't think so. This is a range of 120 feet. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking. Hand that goes to touch yeah, I'm thinking of the. Uh, the lightning one. Yeah. My bad. Uh, so that's 22 to hit. Okay. So that is 12 points of damage, and he has disadvantage on attack rolls against me. Against you? Next turn. Okay. Well, he still has his three targets. Fuego, you got away from him last time. Again, he's going to try to bite you. Give you a different D20, one that's going to work tonight. Oh, oh the hard 20! Yes. <laughs> no, hey, devil dude! Devil dude! So, All right, let's oh, so you take four points of piercing damage. Okay. And... and six points of necrotic damage. Ooh. And your max hit points are now reduced by that necrotic damage. Okay. So negative six, right? Yeah, subtract that from your max hit points. And then he's going to swing his ax at you as well. 16. 16 hits. There you go, we hardly knew you. Alright. 10 points. Another 10. Holy shit. Should I, should I take you off the. Uh... Nope. No, no, no. You have to keep him on there so he makes his death save. Brom. Still on there. Alright. Uh, again, the mighty little bowling ball that is Brom is going to muster the largest roar he can and attempt a menacing attack on the skeleton and the first one doesn't hit pulls it back swings again yelling and that is 23 to hit uh for 10 points of damage and a wisdom check is needed wisdom save yeah 13. That fails. So he will take, <laughs> oh shit, an extra eight points of damage. Oh, damn. And he is now, uh, it is now frightened of me until the end of my next turn. Oh, good. Adric. All right. Just leave your most wounded man behind. 
I believe with Frightened, doesn't he have to move? No. No? It specifically says. Uh, the only thing required is he can't move towards you willingly. Just leave your most wounded man for me to satiate myself. And I let the rest of you live. Most wounded? Uh, doesn't have to go any further. How are you guys feeling about sacrificing uh, Cricket here? Fuego? I'm in! <laughs> As I'm heading out the door. <laughs> Sorry, Cricket. We hardly knew you. <laughs> There's only room for one dwarf anyway. <laughs> I could do this all day long. I look, uh, if you weren't undead, I'd love to negotiate with you, but uh, I feel like I'd get very much in trouble if I did. And then I swing at him with the scythe. Uh, that's gonna miss. Come on, please hit this time. Okay, 17 to hit. Alright, that hits uh, the threshold. 10 points of slashing damage. Okay. And then, butt of the side. Um, 18 to hit. Okay. Uh, only 4 points. Oh, poor baby. Damn. Fuego. Fuego, go and try again after you're taking some serious damage. <laughs> is going to. Is that six? Ten is going to miss. Damn. I'm going to entertain. I am <laughs> super hurting. with the 10. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you had more than one attack. Kjartan. I don't know if I do. Sorry. What are, what are you playing? A cleric tiefling. Oh, cleric? No. No. Uh, Kjartan will just cast Ray of Frost at the skeleton and 11 will miss. Again, he has three targets in front of him. Are you sure you don't want to leave your fallen friend behind? Half-elf, you seem to speak for the group. Uh, it wouldn't hit me, I would assume. <laughs> no. I, I would very much love to, but I feel if I do, my patron would probably do worse things to me than you, you could at this point. Well, I'll do my best to send you to your patron. And he attempts to bite you. That's going to hit. 19? Yep. For 5 points of piercing damage and 12 points of necrotic damage and your max hit points are down by 12. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He then attempts to attack you with the axe and misses. Brom. Same as usual, bring my maul up. Miss with my first attack. Second attack, and I miss as well. Adric. Hmm. Oh, God. Um, all right. 
desperate times. Uh, I am going to, uh, again, attack with my scythe, but I'm going to be ready to do some stuff if I hit. That is a 15 to hit. Sorry. Oh, wait, sorry. That's 15 on the dice. Why did I say 15 to hit? Uh, so, uh, 21 to hit. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Uh, assuming I hit, I am going to catch, uh, cast um, Eldritch, Eldritch's Might. Uh, so that is how many... I have to look and see how many D8s that is. Is that Radiant, by the way? Eldritch's Might is Force Damage. Force, okay. I wish it was Radiant, but it is not. Um, okay, that is 3D8 extra damage. Ooh. Now I have to find all my D8s, which I did not keep convenient. Okay. Sweet. Okay, I rolled pretty well. Um, so that is 10 plus 8 plus 6. So that is uh, 24 plus 3, so 27 damage. Uh, okay. And if he is huge or smaller, he is knocked prone without a save. Well, Adric, he's a little more than knocked prone. All right, perfect. Why don't you describe for me how you destroy this masked marauder? Um, yeah, I take uh, a swing of my scythe, and when I smite him, the force damage like pushes him down to his knees, like he buckles under the pressure. And then um, where they hit the ground, they start to crumble, and he starts to turn to dust. Wrong. You notice that with the fall of this creature, these beautiful, well-shaped, sturdy pillars, these pylons that have held ceiling aloft, begin to crack and shudder as the ceiling above starts to give way. Debris starts to fall in this large chamber. Now we gotta get out of here. Um, Not again. We weren't in there. <laughs> There's no way out other than the way we came. So, yep. um, before I move, though, I want to uh, take a look at the skeleton to see if there's any armor that would fit me. Not without taking the time of pulling it off. It seems like it's medium armor. Oh, nothing special. Nothing special, no. Okay. Can I rip the mask off his face? Sure. I'll just do that and then make my way um, back because we're already kind of by the double doors. Just make my way back a little bit farther. Okay. To where I think we'll be safe from the collapsing roof. You see the ceiling collapse and crumble down on the, the stone monolith in the center of the room, as well as burying any more treasures that may have been in there. You see portions of the ceiling come down on this creature and you just see this huge billowing concrete cloud start to come through the double doors towards you. Just kind of just rolling its way. You stand in the foyer. A wall of asbestos. Just, yeah, just having just fought this creature 
You see Cricket is half buried in debris. There's only one way to go now, and that's back the way you came. R.I.P. Cricket. We'll pick that up next session. We still have the top half of Cricket. We still have the top half of Cricket. We also haven't administered that potion, whatever, or I should say potion, concoction. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume maybe it's some kind of antidote. I, I think we should. Try, I certainly think we should try it. Well, at least you guys have taken necrotic damage. Yeah. And that necrotic damage—that's yours. <laughs>